What scenario or situation might you use the tone function on an e-collar? I've used it with a few dogs as a precursor marker with recall. You can use it as a <clears throat> precursor to a punisher. So let's say you have the puppy we were just talking about, 13-year-old puppy whining in the crates. You have the remote collar just on top of the crate in the same room. You hit tone, and then you come in and hit the top of the crate, throw a bonker at the crate. Use a spray bottle if you want to. So every time the dog hears the tone, that's your no. So the tone is your no marker. It pre it's a precursor to a punisher. So you can do that for fence. Some people do that for fence fighting. Dog see the dog fence fighting the dog next door. They hit tone and then they hit high levels of shock, which is what you, which is how you you fix fence fighting. Personally. I don't like to give the dog a warning for fence fighting. I just like to just correct the dog for fence fighting. So we make the act of fence fighting suck. Digging holes in the backyard, eating poop, jumping up on counters, getting in the trash can. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. Incredible, and then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Kelly with Solid Canine Training and the wonderful Joel. Hello, and we are um, doing the What Would Jeff Do show, which is on every Wednesday and Friday night. And there's a supplemental show with Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff, which is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which is usually a single topic, um, double topic show. And I put a poll up actually the night before, and all of you can actually vote on what the show is about. So you pick the topic, the audience picks the topic, and that can be found on Instagram stories. So Instagram stories, if you're not on our Instagram stories, that's one great reason to be on there. But the other great reasons uh, to be on there are the 10 or so stories that Joel puts up every day about the goings on at the training center. So a lot of great stuff going on. This is a Q&A show where you'll type in your question and um, Joel will read the question. And then I answer the question. Um, a lot of the things that people ask, if you notice, are how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? So obviously, when you're talking about dog training, it's um, I use the word apply a punisher. Use a punisher. A lot of people are uncomfortable with that word. That's fine. You can be uncomfortable with that word, but that's what it is. If you want to call it some other sugar-coated word, call it a sugar-coated word. It doesn't matter. But it sure as heck is not a reward. We've got a couple of options in dog training world, and that's a reward or punisher. And with the reward is how we train all of our obedience. You get more of something. And we do lots of reps, hundreds and hundreds of reps per command in order to get the command to be um, known by the dog. And then we go into the proofing stage, which then, which then applies the punisher. But to stop things, you can apply a punisher right away. There's a lot of falsehoods and misconceptions and um, um, outright blatant lies in the dog training industry. And I just tell the truth. Which, which rubs a lot of people the wrong way, trainers and, and owners alike. But I'm sick and tired of the fucking bullshit out there because we are seeing a massive amount, a massive amount of misinformation and badly behaved dogs and uninformed and misled owners. And it's just a matter of time before, I mean, frankly, I already think the shit has hit the fan. I already do. And it could stop. It's you a could, shit fest You could actually flip it. You can actually flip it. So 
today we're down we're down here in sunny florida um we did a, a two-hour triage session i do two-hour triage ses sessions here in the sarasota bradenton area which we will come to your house and we will stop on lots of behaviors um if you want to learn how to do basic obedience um anybody around the world i encourage you to get the green to graduate course which is on our academy um so the training center up in Rhode Island will handle anything, though. We have people come from far and wide, from California, Canada, South America is the, the, the farthest anyone's come, come from. Um, and uh, the dogs stay there for four to six weeks for both obedience training and behavior modification. Um, a lot of behavior modification happens, but um, confidence building skills, um, learning stuff leash and off-leash, becoming safer. Some dogs can't be just totally safe, which is a lie out there that all dogs can be safe. Also, it's a lie out there that um, there's no bad dogs. Now, there, now most of these dogs are badly behaved, but um, and owners just don't know what to do, no fault of theirs. Um, it's the same with reason why, why are so many people spay and neutering their dogs pre-six months old? Because vets are giving misinformation. Like, your dog doesn't need to be. Um, we feed raw. Most vets will say that's not good. But meanwhile, they'll put you towards shit kibble. You know, cancer-causing kibble. So let's go right to the show. We talk about dog training, by the way, on this show. We do? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't wow. know, would you? No. You wouldn't know. MSA says, hey. Hey, MSA. How are you? Michi. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Michi. Wow. She says, hey, guys. So nice oh. to say hello to you guys. It's been a long time. It's been a long wow. time. Yeah, you're a regular follower for a long time. Huh. Hey, we're going to be back in California, aren't we? San, I don't think Michi ever came to... She came to San Jose. Did she come to the San Jose one? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we got the good video from. Mm -hmm. Yep, the good video. Around the corner. Yeah, around the Come corner. Come San yeah. Jose. That's right. We did that little video around the corner. Yep. With the, with the two dogs in one yard and one dog in another yard, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Hey, Michi, hope everything's going for you if you're still on the West Coast. Um... Really hope everything's going well for you. Next. MSA, welcome back, Joelle. Thank you. Yes, Joelle was out for, well, she wasn't out. She was um, up in New England uh, working at the working. center. And Angelo filled in well, quite wonderfully, actually. Mm -hmm. Filled in classes, Angelo. Um, filled in quite nicely. Hold on, Angelo. Put your glasses on. Thank you, buddy. Um, so, uh, Angela filled in on three of the shows and did a fantastic job. Next. Yankee Woman Kim said, hey, guys. Hey, All capital letters. There's a lot of people that have really not shown up for a while. <clears throat> I know, right? Nice. Um, okay. Michi said, I'm yeah. Sorry, I missed the question. Was that a question? No. Oh. It just said, hey, guys. Oh, who said that? Yankee Woman. Oh, hey, Kim. How are you? Uh, Michi said, yeah, I miss you guys. When in San Jose? Um... Oh. I don't know. I'll post the link. Jeff Gelman. JeffGelmanSeminars.com. Um, spread it wide. It's going to be the same location as it was last year. Let me look at the calendar. And then, um, let's see. March 25th, 26th, 2023. Yep. Sweet Caroline. Wow, you've been on That's what I mean. That's And right. Gabriel. I know. Everybody's Gabe, on. Gabe was on once while you were gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Caroline said, Hey guys, great to catch you live. Uh, Gabriel said, Hey, Joelle, first time on the show for a while. Yeah, you being the first yeah. time on the show, yeah, me yeah. too. 
Yeah. Oh no, I did one this week, last week, right? Yeah, you you, you missed you missed three shows. That's it. Mm, felt like a lot. Yeah, it was. It is a lot. Every show, every show is a lifetime. <laughs> Hi guys, long time no see. <laughs> sure feels like it. That's yeah. Nietzsche said you're splitting time between Providence and SF. What's SF? San Francisco. Oh. It's like no, hell no. Mm-mm. Nope. We're in Florida, actually, Nietzsche. So a lot, lots changed. So Joel and I and Angelo are in Florida for almost 99% of the time. Companies being run up in Rhode Island and Dream Team. And uh, Joel is Joel and I are doing a lot of it remotely. Plus, we're doing some new projects. So a lot of great stuff. Yep. Tecolata said hi. Great to see Joel back. Absolutely is. Oh my gosh, guys, feeling the love tonight. Thanks. Yankee Woman Kim, I want to let you know that Zeus is learning how to stay by the front door until command to go for a walk. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good leadership skill. It's a great leadership skill. I did, a, did an online consult, I mean, every day, but one of them today, we're just talking about, like, just the basics. The basics. The, the daughter was very, very um, new, uh, not new to me. She's a regular fan, but the, the mom was new to me. She watched a couple of short little videos, and she's like, Wow. What a what a di what a difference this is! Just just like trying like simple things. Who is this? The council that I had. Oh, uh, uh. yeah. It's just like just just yeah. Try little little simple things. I mean, because yeah. you, you know, you're. I mean, every dog is trained. Everyone says they have an untrained dog. It's like no, you don't. You have a trained dog. It's just trained to do the wrong things it's by very default, true. by reinforcement. See, that's what people have to understand. You're. People are always reinforcing their dog's behavior. Mm -hmm. You're either reinforcing what you want or reinforcing what you don't want. So, for instance, your dog walks, you walk up to um, your dog while it's eating food, it growls, you back up. You just reinforce your dog growling that it's acceptable for your dog to growl at the food bowl. And then it makes you walk away. And then it makes you walk away. So, it becomes a learned behavior. That's how resource guarding starts. Somebody walks in the front door. The dog jumps up on the person. You don't stop it. You have trained your dog to jump up on the person. It's like, oh, well, I know. I grab it by the collar and I pull it off. I'm like, so you've trained your dog to jump up on the person and then be pulled off. That's not stopping jumping. But if anybody wants to stop jumping, you can stop a dog from jumping on people, in fact, we did it in today's session at somebody's house in a technically less than one second. I mean, it takes literally less than one second to stop a dog from jumping. And it's like, you don't teach them sit, you don't turn your back, you don't do any of that nonsense. <laughs> it's just like, no, you actually make it suck to jump. Like people got to start having conversations about stopping unwanted behaviors is the dog avoids discomfort. Teaching obedience, you're using a reward-based program. Stopping bad behavior, you're using a avoidance of discomfort program. So you apply your punisher, now the dog wants to avoid it, therefore the dog does not do it anymore. Teaching obedience, the dog will do it because they get rewarded. These are simple, simple learning concepts. No acronym, no acronyms next to them, no quadrants. All those people that are speaking in all that language, they just want to sound smart and make their certificate, make it look like it's worth something, which it's not. Instead, 
just use freaking common sense and realize that if something is not working, stop doing it. But you also might be doing it wrong. But if you're doing it right and it's not working, then try something else next. Chipmunk says, hey, guys. Hey, Chipmunk. <clears throat> Yankee woman, I also left you a Facebook message. Oh, okay. Michi, do you have a suggestion on pity air transport? Well, I don't know of any exclusively dog transport companies, but, you know, a lot, I guess a lot of airlines aren't transporting some bully breeds. Mm. Actually, not even just bully breeds, like just dogs in general, especially in the summer. Yeah, this time of year, no, but, um, but just even just, you know, squishy face dogs. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But meanwhile, they'll ship a dachshund around the world, and they're, they're dangerous little fuckers. Next. Um, Holly said, howdy from Arizona. Great to see and hear you both. Hey, Holly, how are you? Hey, Holly. Pat, any suggestions on how to get my basset hound to stop being so psychotic and aggressive? Um, well, that's a um, six-week boarding train and a minimum of one-on-one. Yes, I can tell you exactly how to stop it. Psychotic, you'd have to explain that what that word means to me. But aggressive, that's very, very laborious. And, it, and it's not going to happen on this show. On this show. But we talk about aggression rehab in the 50,000 posts that we have on social media. I do one-on-ones. You can, um, Joel has put the link up to our academy. If you go to our academy, you can book a one-on-one online consult as well as a um, buy some of our courses. But yes, I'm a, I know how to I know how to rehabilitate aggression. That's primarily what we do a lot of. Next, Yankee woman. My daughter is in the process of getting a remote collar. It has a noise vibrate and a shock. Mm -hmm. How long is it good to use for? You can use it forever for the whole dog's life if you want to. I mean, there's a there's but also keep in mind. The question is almost like how long to use food for, which actually. Not exactly, because you eventually want to wean your dog off the food. Eventually, you do wean your dog off the remote collar, but it just still just sits there and it does nothing. But as far as how long does the collar should stay on, only for every couple hours you do, you rotate it. Historically, a dog doesn't need it in the crate at night, if it, unless it's whining in the crate. But also... I think that's maybe what she meant. How long can it stay on? Right. But, it, I mean, you want to rotate it every couple hours so the dog doesn't get pressure sores. Also, there's a lot of misinformation about remote collars. A lot of people will say most collars do come with tone, vibrate, and shock. But a lot of people avoid the shock feature because they think that's actually harming the dog. Meanwhile, it's which it does not. It's um, tone. All tone is is a marker. It's like a clicker. It's just a marker. It's like saying the word yes or like saying the word no. That's all it is. So a lot of times people are like, oh, I just pressed tone. But tone has no meaning until you give it meaning. And then vibrate sounds friendly, correct? Shock sounds bad. Vibrate sounds good. We work with a dog today that if we would have used vibrate, it probably would have pissed itself because it's an ultra-sensitive dog. But if you use the shock feature, a lot of people are like, stop calling it shock. It's more like a TENS unit. I'm like, oh, yes and no. Hmm. It is, but it's also like it, the word shock is not bad. 
you know, it's not a bad, it's not a, it's not a freaking taser. It's not underground fence, but, and a lot of people will say, well, shock collars are not the same as electronic remote collars. I'm like, yes, they are. Like, sure they are. Now, is the 1970 model the same as the 2022 model? No, no, they're not. Technology changes. Is the 1984 cell phone the same as the 2022 cell phone? No, they're not. Things change. They should have to pay a dollar a minute. Next. Sid, yeah, we love you both. Love you too, Sid. Diane, being in, bringing in a traumatized rescue dog, Aussie high-energy female. We already have a high-energy female. How do we successfully introduce them? Well, number one, I want you to get rid of the word traumatized. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, and I want you to get rid of the word rescue. And then you, all of a sudden your mind changes. You're bringing in a dog. Now, I would suggest you get a handle on, your, on both dogs. But, mm. you know, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stop all that high energy in the house? We can do that. Do you want, because I don't, so I'm going to set up power surge. Um, so let's get rid of the word. Let's just say you're bringing in another dog. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. Because what's going to happen is when you use the word traumatized, it might hold you back from holding your dog accountable. And I don't want you to hold your, and I want you, I want you to be able to hold your dog accountable. I don't want you to give, dog, give your dog a free pleasure, give your dog a free pass. Because then what happens is your dog's allowed to practice unwanted behaviors in the house. But if this dog came into our training facility, we wouldn't allow it to get away with any bad behavior at all. No matter what its history was, which you may never know the truth. You may never know the truth. Because just because somebody told you something, that doesn't mean it's the truth. As far as like people in the shelter industry in the rescue industry. There's a lot of misinformation floating around. But for high energy, you can you can just keep leashes on the dogs. Get, you, know, you can use a bonker. That, that stops high energy in the house. That stops the arousal. Start mm. teaching basic obedience. Teach, teach, teach a basic down. Teach the place command. If you followed our Green to Graduate program, which is available on our academy, and if you booked one 30-minute training session, your life would change. Mm -hmm. And that is about half the price of a decent dog trainer, less than half the price of a decent, about a third of the price, actually, of a decent dog trainer. So you have to keep in mind that most people that are struggling for years with their dog, you literally, any decent dog trainer can get control of that dog in one session. Most dogs... Other than with aggression, it takes one session to get that dog under control. And people have been struggling with the dog for years. Truth. Truth. So, next. Thomas, I watched Jeff's old videos on not letting your dog roam around freely in your home. Leash reactivity starts in the house, and it took me so long to realize that. Thank you. You changed our lives. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, I'm not against free roaming. I just don't understand why so right now we have two dogs next to us lying down why they swam all day today and they're not tired by the way the point is it's like they did their they did their high energy stuff outside this morning at 5 45 i think it was 5 30 actually 
actually before that, because you wanted to get woken up at 5.30. So it was probably before that. I think it was like 5.15. We went on a bike ride. We're down in Florida. It's cooler then. We went on a bike ride. We swam five times today. Tonight, we'll see what the temperature's going to be. If we can, I don't know if we can bike, maybe we can walk. But it's not to tire them out. It's just to give them the proper amount of exercise. Okay, guys, it's really hard to tire our personal dogs out. And then just teach them how to be calm in the house. That's the most important thing. But a lot of people are letting their dogs, you know, stand out the front window, bark at everything going by, running through the house. And then they go outside, they put the dog on a leash, they expect the dog to be perfect. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Start with your structure in the home. Become believable to your dog in the home. Next. Pat, like if I'm laying in bed and reach to pet him, he may likely snap. So that means he's not created or he's in the bed with you. So if you reach to pet him, I hate to make an assumption, but unless you've got a really low bed, like a futon on the ground and the dog's in a dog bed next to you, um, if he's going to snap, that doesn't necessarily mean the dog is aggressive. But number one, that would you would say no and you would apply a punisher. What would that be? A bonker, a remote collar, even though you usually don't use a remote collar at, at, um, at night. But the bigger question is, why is your dog in your bedroom at night? It feels good. I understand that. But if, you're, if you've got a biting dog, why would they be in the best room of the house? Why not put them in a crate in the living room? Not because they're bad dog going the crate. It's because it's bedtime going the crate. Then on the flip side, even though obedience doesn't fix aggression, what does your dog actually know? And not sit for a cookie, not paw. Can your dog hold a good downstate for a couple of hours around distractions? That doesn't keep dogs from being aggressive. I'm just trying to gauge how much work you've put into this dog. So what happens is dogs, most people's dogs exist for their own personal emotional needs. That one's going to hit really hard to a lot of people. But just think about that. Let's just think about that, 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 that statement. Most dogs exist for humans' own emotional needs. Mm -hmm. Admit you have the problem. What have you actually done with your dog? I'm not directing this at the person that asked the question. I'm directing this to the whole fucking universe who literally has created... You know, wasn't there something called a million man march? Okay, a hundred million dog, massive amounts of disobedience and danger. Very rarely do you see a well-trained, but let alone well-behaved dog. And I'm not talking about, in our training center, we usually never do when they come in. I'm just talking about walking around a neighborhood. We rarely do. We rarely do. We, it's been the longest time since I've seen a dog politely walk on a leash anywhere. A dog not trying to pull an owner across the street to our dogs. So most people are just getting through life, trying their best, I understand. But there's information out there that's most of it is free which can dramatically help you. Tons of free information. Tons of free information. But it's the difficult stuff. 
most it, of the time. Most of the time, but a lot of it's also the easy stuff. Mm. Teaching a dog basic obedience is simple. Oh yeah. Yeah. Coming coming home and not talking in a high pitched voice to your dog and letting it jump all over you, that's a pretty simple thing to stop doing. Unless you're only worried about your emotional needs. And then it becomes difficult. Cuddling up with your dog, even though it bites you, is an easy thing for me, I would think, for someone to stop. I would think for somebody to stop. Unless the dog is meeting your emotional needs, you're willing to take the risk. You know? Think about it. If, I, if, if, you, if you put your hand in the door, your car door, and you closed it every day, and you hurt your hand a lot, would you keep doing that? Or would you change? Would you change your behavior? So at a minimum, stop painting your dog when you're in bed. And then we can go from there. Next. Amber, can I please have advice about crate training my pup? 13 weeks old and she will lie in it but only when i'm in the room if i go to bed she cries and howls sure we've got a great video on our our, our puppy raising uh, video on our course on our online course i suggest you get that and then you can move up to the green to graduate but this is what you do and, and with the advice i'm about to give you everybody says is wrong but we've been doing it wrong for 20 years to huge success you correct your dog from whining in the crates we're going to go under the assumption that your dog has been pottied properly prior to it. Okay? You're going to do crate drills. You're going to put your dog in the crates. You don't say all like, good night, be good, don't whine, I'll see you tomorrow. That's it. You put your dog in the crate. And you go to bed. Your dog is whining. You would, if it can hear you from your bedroom, you would say no which is your marker word, you come out, bang the top of the crate, bang the side of the crate, throw a bonker in a crate. If you don't know what a bonker is, it's a rolled up cotton towel. The information that's out there will say that's the worst thing to do to your dog because your dog doesn't have a negative association. That's the term. Your dog will have a negative association with the crates. Well, here's a big newsflash for you. Before you came onto the show and asked for advice, your dog already has a negative association, negative association in the crates, and I didn't cause it. Neither did you, most likely. You just don't know how to fix it. That's why you're asking me the question. Thank you. But correcting crate nonsense does not make behavior in the crate worse. Does not destroy the bond at all with mm -hmm. the dog. You want to know how to destroy a bond with the dog? You constantly being upset and frustrated with your dog because it whines and makes noise in the crates. That destroys the relationship. Why? Because it pisses you off. You get angry. You get upset. You get frustrated. You lose sleep. Your dog also starts, starts creating uh, behaviors that become harder and harder and harder to stop. And they'll be carried on possibly outside of the crates. So if anything, you are not only teaching your dog how to settle down in the crates, you're teaching your dog how to settle down in general. You're also becoming more believable to your dog. Next. Holly, what scenario or situation might you use the tone function on an e-caller? I've used it with a few dogs as a precursor marker with recall. You can use it as a <clears throat> precursor to a punisher. So let's say you have the puppy 
we were just talking about, 13-year-old puppy whining in the crates. You have the remote collar just on top of the crate in the same room. You hit tone, and then you come in and hit the top of the crate, throw a bonker at the crate. Use a spray bottle if you want to. So every time the dog hears the tone, that's your no. So the tone is your no marker. It pre, it's a precursor to a punisher. So you can do that for fence. Some people do that for fence fighting. Dog see the dog fence fighting the dog next door. They hit tone and then they hit high levels of shock, which is what is which is how you you fix fence fighting. Personally, I don't like to give the dog a warning for fence fighting. I just like to just correct the dog for fence fighting. So when we make the act of fence fighting suck, digging holes in the backyard, eating poop, jumping up on counters, getting in the trash can. Next. Pat, or when my dog's in my room and a family member passes the door, my dog goes and gets aggressive. Right. So that's another great reason your dog should not be in your room. Your dog is resource guarding your room. It's not your room. It's supposed to be your room, but it's not. It's the dog's room. It's not supposed to be. Dogs don't pay mortgages or rent. But your dog owns that room. So let's just think about this logically. Why have you kept that dog in your room knowing that it's biting you? And if somebody walked in that door of your bedroom, it possibly would bite them. And at a minimum, it's already barking at them, possibly growling at them. What has held you back from removing that dog from your room and putting it in a crate in the living room? And then if the dog's growling at people in the living room, now we have a different problem, but we can address that with a remote collar. But why are we allowing this dog to own the best room in the house? Just think about these things. And if you start eliminating these problems and you work your way down, everything gets better. Everything gets better. Next. Jonathan, Jeff, how do you explain yourself to people who are soft and can't handle the corrections? Well, I don't explain myself. Um, I give them an option. First of all, you don't work with people that can't handle the correction. They're not a, they're called a non-client. Because everything I do is transparent. So I've done 275 or so seminars around the world, and everybody thinks I'm just randomly correcting dogs. Anytime I correct a dog at a seminar, which I do all day long because that's why the folks are there, I ask permission, explain to people what I'm going to do, and explain to them a couple of the things the dog might, how they might respond. And then I say, is that okay? But we set these scenarios up. That's why these people are there. I'm not just randomly going up to dogs and correcting them. Like they're at the seminar for a reason. Now, as far as if you sign up for a boarding train, you know exactly what we do. Our philosophy, our tools, our methodology, and the work the owner is going to have to do. You do that before you sign on the dotted line and there's any financial transaction. So, I, I, you know, if someone doesn't, isn't interested in learning how to properly correct their dog, they probably shouldn't use our company. Now, we do more than that. We fully off-leash train your dog. We 
give your dog incredible confidence. We get your dog to be well socialized. We acclimate your dog to a ton of environmentals. But the big issues are we stop unwanted behaviors, which are which if, if those behaviors do not stop, the dog a lot of the times cannot stay in the home. A lot of the times it makes the owner's world small. So if somebody doesn't want their dog to be corrected, they don't go to us. They don't hire us. They don't do a consult with me and they don't go to a, do a seminar. So there's, they're, 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 they're be, they become non-clients. They never were a client. They never were a customer. So I don't have to explain myself. I explain myself enough through my you know, social media, what we do, why we do it. And I'm not the only one. That's another thing. People, people have to realize that any dog trainer that actually stops unwanted behaviors, stops unwanted behaviors, is doing similar work. Anybody that does aggression rehab that says they don't do use corrections is full of shit. They're lying. They're unethical. You're not rehabbing aggression with a reward-based program. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what certificates they have. I don't care what they put on their websites. I don't care what they say in their videos. They're not. They're lying to you. It's a marketing scheme. It's a ploy. It's to avoid online hate. It's to get money from clients. And then they blame the dog or blame the owner. Now, are some owners at fault? Do some owners not follow through? Absolutely. Are some dogs not on the same learning curve as others and take longer or can't get up to a safe level? Absolutely. But a lot of folks that are, that are getting results are absolutely using punishers. They might call it something else. They might call it something sciencey. I just don't sugarcoat things or sound smart. And I just call it what it is. Because I'm just a family pet dog trainer for the average person trying to keep the dog alive, dog in the house, and expand the and expand the family's world with your dog. Next. You were going on a lot of riffs tonight. <clears throat> Six thirty. We're barely making it through the questions. Next. Uh, Jeanette said, when my dog growled at me, when I tried to take something out of their mouth, I looked them in the eye and said in a stern voice, don't you ever do that again. Believe it or not, it has not happened again. Wow. That shit worked on me when my mom used to do it as a kid. Well, I was just going to say, it sounds like, sounds like one of your kids. That is like a mom thing or your, your spouse. Sure. So, well, if it worked for you, you didn't do it wrong. I would have done something else. And there's many dogs that that, yeah, stern, you- that stern look would have gotten you a, 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 a face full of teeth. So just be careful, but I'm glad it worked for you. Congratulations. Mm. Seriously. Next. Um, Pat said, how much money? For board and training, all of our stuff's on our website, Pat. Everything's on our website, Pat. Everything. And we're in Rhode Island and Florida. Right. But we have tons of um, uh, tons. I do, I do many online consults, which I can eliminate a lot of problems. And we have online courses, which are more on the proactive side, which are very, very important for you to, to, to learn. But our boarding trains are not cheap. They're definitely not the most expensive out there, I'll tell you that much. But they're also highly effective. But good dog training is not cheap. Just remember that. Good dog training is not cheap. 
Next. Chipmunk, like my dog's barking when FedEx came while on the Zoom with you, easy to teach, which, yes, I did on purpose for specific reasons. Harder to stop if I wanted to. Um, so sh Chipmunks wants the dog to bark? Okay, yeah. If you've got reasons for your dog barking for personal safety, there's many other ways to do it to keep, your dog, to keep yourself safe. But if you've got reasons, I'm not going to say don't do it. I could explain to you all the other options that there are out there. Next. MSA, what is the true difference between momentary and constant? Can I just quickly click constant? Will that have the same effect? Also, when would you use them both? For fixating, is constant okay? There's a lot of variables in that question. But mm. yes, the only thing I can say that for certain is a click nick of constant. It's still a little bit longer than the momentary but it's about but it's about the same but as far as fixating you got to figure out what works is it nick is it constant what level is it at and how do you figure all those things out sit there and watch the dog sit there and watch the dog next pat i use those collars all i have to say is blue light or show it to him and he settles so i would tell you to stop threatening your dog and to actually follow through, right? Don't say, don't hold up a wooden spoon and tell your kid to stop being disrespectful or you're gonna smack him. If it got to that point where the kid is disrespectful, the punisher should have already happened. I'm not telling people to beat their kids with wooden spoons. It's just an example. Unless we're pre-1970s, then we all got the spoon. I wouldn't even say pre. I was. I got the belt, and I'm a '90s kid. Wow. Yeah, or just a backhand. Wow. Well, there you go. I guess my parents hated me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they did. Great they... relationship with my parents. No, 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 no. It's because you're the youngest of nine. There were nine kids. Right. So your oldest sister is from the '70s. Yeah. That's what I mean. So they oh, just right, didn't, yeah. they, they just, just didn't, they just didn't change, they just didn't change their parenting style as like all like work for them, work for them, work for them. Right. And then boom, Joel shows up and yep. there she is. Worked for her too. Why change? Sure did. Yeah. Um, Andra, how much pause should be allowed with recall? My 16 month old noof comes when called, but she does it slowly. Should I correct that? Well, is it coming and then sniffing grass? And then coming a little bit more and then like looking around and checking out the sites. Or is it just a lumber? Yeah, the big dogs are usually pretty is slow. Is it just a lumber? You can speed it up by going tap, 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 tap. You can also speed it up by going continuous, dial up, dial up, dial up, dial up. So it starts getting really hot until you speed up. So there's a lot of different ways to speed the dog up. Next. Chipmunk, I believe it's called Angel Air that exclusively flies dogs. Oh, there you go. I know there was one company that was that that I think they, I thought they went on a business. They did um, exclusively dog transport, but I don't know. I think they ran out of money. But maybe they're back. Maybe they're back in business, or maybe a new one started. Um, Pat said, "Ditto, love you both." Um, and also, can you talk more about your month-long boarding? The boarding, like board train. The boarding train. It's all on the website. I mean, I can. It's it's all on the website. So we. It's not for aggression. It's for bad behaviors, though. Well, for here, if you do Rhode Island, it's for aggression. 
in a month? No, we do six weeks. Oh, right, right, right. We do six weeks. So, and, and so it's for board and training. But for boarding, if you're talking about boarding, I'm assuming you're talking about board and train. So it's right on, if you go to the website, sallycaninetraining.com, um, it tells you like what we All do. But we also program. do that and more. Like we're not going to just only do those things. Mm-hmm. Like if you say my dog also like, like I don't put it this way. I don't think it says on our website that during that month, let's say you own a dog that literally paces back and forth in the car. It doesn't say that on the website that we'll stop it, but we'll stop it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like, what's your problems? It's like, it's not like you get, it's not like a, a, re- a restaurant that's a la carte or that you can only get these things fixed. <laughs> it's like, we're going to accomplish like what, what needs to be done. That's another great thing about a good quality board and train. And it's like, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get the job done. Next. Tekalata. Both my dogs stopped whining last residue of leash activity. It took me due to no cooperation from my family. I would have given up if not for these podcasts. Thanks to yeah. the three of you, well, J, J, and A. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I was there to help you. And it's unfortunate that you did not have family support. Yeah. Because that's the magic. It's the worst. Everyone needs to be on the same page. Everyone needs to be on the same page, but, but it's, that's also the reality of it. That's also the reality of it. It's like, but you know, it could be an indication of some other things going on in the house as well. Next. Uh, Damien. Hello guys. That's a great strategy to take away certain adjectives when people describe their dog. Thanks. Yeah. We do that all the time. It's a dog. Just say you're a dog. If you want to tell me that it's a yellow dog, I don't mind. Male dog, female dog. No, I think the big ones are like right. super sweet. I know. But bites. Right. You, you can't say that. I tell that to people all the time. They'll, 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 so smart. They'll, they'll give you a whole host of problems they have. So it's usually like this. A whole host of all the dog's problems, and a lot of them are dangerous. But then they say, my dog is sweet, and I love my dog. And he's super smart. It's like sweet, smart, lovable dogs don't bite children. Sweet, smart, lovable dogs don't get into dog fights. What they mean is there are times of the day that the dog meets their emotional needs. Because why? It gets up on their lap and it snuggles with them. That's what they mean. And nobody's talking about this. So it's meeting their emotional needs, but it's not doing what it needs to do to be a productive member of society. Next Yankee woman, so thank you so much. You're welcome. Pat, yes, we cuddle in the Tempur-Pedic. Oh, my God. I don't even have my mic. Oh, my God. That's right. You guys can hear Jeff all along? It's because he talks so loud. I don't know why that happened. Mm. What's that one more time? Pat said yes, they cuddle in the Tempur-Pedic. Okay. Is that the one that the resource guards the... Okay. So, Pat, so, you know... That's up to you to decide if you want your dog to do that or not. I would stop it. You're getting bit in your own bed and your dog is guarding your, your, your room. Tempur-Pedic. Okay. Hell no. So I would, I would just, it's up to you. It's up to you how seriously you want to take it. All I can say is it could lead to some very dangerous behaviors and we see them. We see them. We see too many family members getting bit. How would you like 
to walk down the stairs of your house from the second to the first floor or walk out of the bedroom area hallway of a ranch into the kitchen and have your family dog lunge and bite you every day. We see these dogs. Next. Shit, I got bumped. Um, let's see. Yankee woman said, thank you so much. You're welcome. Carol A. Any suggestions for a non-destructible Frisbee? You nope. may remember him as the one who loses it when I go out on my deck to feed the birds. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, um, I don't know if there's any toy that's non-destructible. No. Doesn't um doesn't Kong make Frisbees? I think they do. Those should be pretty hardy. But, I mean, if you also train the dog to not chew on them just to bring them back, they become non-destructible. Next. Julie Starnes. Hi, J&J. Jeff, I'm loving the morning podcast. Thanks, Julie. Julie's, mm -hmm. a, Julie's another trooper that's fighting the good fight out in the Midwest. Yankee woman, I'm not yelling, Joel. I speak into my phone. I'm typing in caps. Easier for me to see. I am visually impaired. I know, Kim. I was just giving you a hard time because yep. I like that you do it in all caps. Um, let's see. Andra, the hearts I sent turned into mad faces. I was sending hearts. <laughs> I agree with you completely. Pat, why are you so mad? No, <laughs> that's Andra. Oh. Sending us mad faces. Oh. Mad love. Oh. Uh, Kim, I have a new eight-month-old foster dog that is afraid of everything. She literally shuts down, yep. freezes, and even pees. Yep. Suggestions on how to work her through this. One-on-one -on -one online counsel. And I'm not saying this to get money at all. I'm not saying this to sell something. There are so many things you need to do. Number one, believe it or not, start with basic obedience. Start with obedience. Because that will increase the dog's um, confidence. Have a lot of structure in the home. Cut down a little bit on affection. Next. Um, Pat said you guys are right. Thanks. Yeah. Sometimes it's for thank you, Pat, for saying that. Not saying fuck you. Because these are the conversations I have to have. That's how much I care. That's literally how much I care. Next. MSA loves your shirt. Oh, thanks. Mm. Oh, one. Amber says, thank you for that. It's greatly appreciated. You're welcome. Yankee woman, thank you for sharing all your free information. You're welcome. Okay, uh, you can type in all caps. You don't have to go back to lowercase. Yeah, it's, it's really funny because um, <laughs> it's so funny. So Kim appreciates all our free information. It's so funny on our social media. We've got like 50,000 posts. I've got like 10, I feel like we more than that 10, I, I've been saying that for probably five years, 50,000 posts. I've got like 10,000 hours of, of, of audio content. You know, I mean, I've been, I've been doing podcasting and radio shows for 13 years, all for free. I mean, like 99% of our social media is free. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny when people tell us how to do it. We, go, oh. we, we should do this. We should do this. And that I'm like, post, so like I it's like, like, the amount of people jumping so on there it's like, saying that it's we did like, it wrong. That's not all Joelle. Actually, primarily Joelle does social media right now. And like, if you want to start paying her payroll every week, you can you can tell her what you want to see on our social media. Yeah. Like, you can literally tell her. Or if you want to send her $500 per suggestion, we'll do it. Gladly. But other than that, it's free. So it is it is what it is. Next. Allison P. Gay made it to a different type of live three days in a row. Hi, Jeff. Wow. Hi, nice. Hey, Allison. 
Tecolota, can you post a clip where you list what behaviors should be hot? So far, I have counter surfing, trash rating, aggression towards anyone in the family. I never know what needs the no marker. I mean, I mean, um, I mean, it all depends on you. I mean, eating poop, getting holes, fence fighting, getting in the litter box. Um, those are all usually hot behaviors. Rushing the front door, that could be a hot behavior. Next. Lori, five-month-old, 70 pounds, mini educator versus educator easy 900, either one okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing about the easy educator 900, you can have up to four dogs. It has a longer range. It's a different handset. Some, I find it more confusing. Though. Some people, well, see, I, I started on dog trays. Mm -hmm. So so it's in the shape of a dog tray. Yeah, I don't they, like they, it. So I, I started on the dog tray. So, um, you know, it has some nice features on it. I the, the the best thing that I would like the the, reason, the the biggest motivator why I would get it is because if I needed it for multiple dogs mm. because you have up to four dogs and so when I used to run a twelve dog pack I used to do you do, do the um, the dog tra edge I think they were called which is a four dog unit so that was great that was great next. Lori also said the 300 finger trainer ever use that yay or nay the finger it's a yay it's a, quicker, it's a, right? it's a yay yeah I mean it's great for it's it's fantastic when you don't have to adjust levels that much for like an already trained dog for an already trained dog it's fantastic also for a lot of people that are um, that have got hand issues um, or also maybe somebody that's in a wheelchair mm -hmm. it's actually great um, um, one of my clients only had um, one arm. Uh, one and a half arms, and um, it worked really well um, for him. Um, but I just think also, you don't, if you've got a dog that's sort of on the same levels, like Peter, here's a great example. Here's a great example. So I bike um, every uh, morning with my dogs, um, with my, with Tex. I, I'm down to one dog right now um, with, with Tex and with Joelle's dog. And um, since they, since they're off leash and we have tons of cats, tons of prey, other dogs, you know, I, I, I side on the, the uh, on, what do they call it? Side on the, I'm careful. I'm cautious. You're on the side of caution. Yes, that's what I was trying to think of. And um, I'd throw remote collars on them. It would be actually beneficial for me if I just had a little finger click. Because, that, because it's on a higher level because that's all I need. Because they stay right by my side. But if they don't, I'm not going to just gently remind them to. I'm going to correct them. Next. Pat said, I hope you can work a miracle with my dog. Well, we don't work miracles at all. Um, we just do dog training. And then we need owner compliance. And then we need massive owner compliance. Pat said she's in Florida. Yeah. So so we're 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 doing um, we are doing one dog at a time boarding trains, but not on aggression in Florida. And we're only gonna be doing maybe one a month, um, if um, but we're doing two hour triage sessions. So um, what you do is if you go to our website, solidcaninetraining.com, go to the contact form, fill it out. I'll give you a call. Next. Sue, how are dogs kept safe at a board and train if many of the dogs are there to rehab aggression? Um, we have tons of experience. We are have got experienced staff. They're also in crates. They're in kennels. It's not free roaming. Everything is structured. Massive safety protocols. Massive safety protocols. Some dogs have muzzles on. We utilize tiebacks. We have got communication between the staff. We know what dogs are moving from what room to another room. Um, We've never had yeah. any sort of like 
fight or anything. Yeah. Put, put it this way. Your average daycare, your average daycare, <laughs> your constantly. average daycare has more fights in a week than we probably have had in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I can only remember one dog in the last 10 years that actually got bit by another dog on our facility. Mm-hmm. Same. I can only remember one dog. And that was all, that was, that was definitely human error. But, you know, think about how, think about your average daycare. There are fights all the time, all the time. They don't tell you about them, but there is. Or they just talk it up like it's normal. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Today. Yeah. I broke up two fights today. Yep. It's like, it's like, I said, and you're okay with that? Mm. Yeah. Next. Medusa, the kind of Corso, came back from a walk with my two-year-old granddaughter. I didn't know my husband let our dog out without his e-collar. Regardless, dog knows not to jump on her. He pushed her down. E-collar would have, I don't know where the rest is. The, 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 the granddaughter? So what I would do is I would set that up um, with safety protocols and come in and you put a barrier on the ground, like a, a line in the sand, like put a, a leash on the ground. So you know that if the dog jumped up, it was your, your husband would have the remote cow in one hand, the leash in the other hand, and bring your granddaughter in. And if the dog jumps up, the leash gets popped back, the remote collar goes on. And you make it suck for the dog to do that behavior. And, and the dog is not going to associate the granddaughter with a bad experience at all to associate jumping on the granddaughter next and maybe the dog should be a little bit superstitious of the granddaughter next are you sure okay lori client wanted to sue the sue wanted to use the easy 900 i'm not familiar with that remote any advantages to using that instead of a mini for a huge dog bully to x bully um i mean you can ask the dog why that one i mean it does go to high it does go from low to high, where the mini goes from low to medium. It does have farther range, I believe. It does have some other features, but most people don't use those features, nor do they need those features. It's also more expensive. I mean, so, but maybe they're going to plan on adding other dogs eventually. I don't know. But as far as, as, far as the use of the Nick continuous and the levels... Like you can still train basically the same way. You're just going to, your hand is just going to get, it's going to feel differently in your hand. Next. Diane, thank you for the great advice. We tried introducing, (coughs) sorry, the rescue Aussie to our Aussie last week and they growled at each other. It looked like it was going to escalate. So we returned the dog, looked you up and realized I let both dogs down. So now we are trying again, nervous that I won't manage it well if it escalates. Well, that's, I would, you know, growling can be, it all depends on how you introduce them. That's why like, I can't exactly say how to introduce a dog on my podcast or someone will, someone will um, ask me on our social media, how do I introduce dogs? I'm like, there's so many variables. I don't know who you are. I don't know your skill set. I don't know anything about the dogs. I don't know what you're, you know, what you're, what you, what you can and cannot do, which is skill set. So it's like, I'm like, I can, why, I, it'd be unethical to give somebody advice because there's so many things that people miss. What my interpretation of something is not someone else's interpretation of something. 
So if I had two dogs that if I had a dog that just came home and there was any growling, shit would hit the fan real quick. There'd be some suck going on. And we'll take it from there. That's all. You know, that could have that could have changed. That could have all you needed. I don't know. But maybe not. Next. Sweet Caroline, foster dog, three years old, history unknown, cowers and urinates in the house when it hears neighborhood dogs outside. How do I remedy this? That is a tough one. That's a really tough one. Mm, that is honestly, I mean, like this, you're not going to find out in 15 seconds. All I would, all I would know is, say is, start at the beginning. Again, again, it's like, is obedience going to fix cowering and urinating? No, but it's going to give the dog confidence. Is massive structure and, and leadership skills going to help? Yes, it will. Is cutting down on affection going to help? Yes, it will. Kenneling up your dog at night when you leave the house? Yes, it will. All these things that are structured, leadership-based, obedience-based help a lot of things because it builds confidence in the dog. Bless you. Oh my God. I'm like a wreck with allergies here. So it's pretty bad. I would I would do that. But if it doesn't get better, let's say in a month, it's time for that dog to go back to the to the rescue. Sounds mean, but it's like, sorry, I don't want a cowering, pissing dog in my house that I'm fostering. Why? You know how many dogs need fosters that like are stable? This is the game that has to be played in rescue. Like we need to start thinking about saving the dogs that are actually easier to place. And whenever I talk like this, people are like, oh my God, Jeff, that sounds so cruel. I'm like, does it? Really? So killing good dogs is a bad idea? Because that's what happens. That's the reality of it. That is the reality of it. So let's save the ones that are the easier ones to save. But a lot of times in rescue and in shelters, people are drawn to the most difficult dogs. They want to grow their angel wings that way. I understand. I'm not saying they're bad people at all. But what I'm saying is, how about if we truly cared about dogs, let's try to save as many as possible and put our resources that way. Next. Pat says, I see how compassionate you guys are. I would not say F you. Love you guys. You're right. Thank you, Pat. I'm glad you see the big picture. Trust me. The way I talk to you, which was with mad love and respect, gets me a lot of FUs. Next. Thomas said, you guys on Apple Podcast? Yes. Mm -hmm. We should be. Now, we're on about 20 different podcasts. We should be. Just look up what would Jeff do. Um, Pat said, I appreciate you guys. Tecolata said, thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. Kim said, thank you. I'll check out the info on the website for the one-on-one. -on -one. Love you guys. Also, question, why cut down on the affection? Well, you, you can give your dog affection as much as you want. But if it's more than leadership, it's, and if it's more than, you know, accountability, and it's more than consequences for unwanted behavior – it's going to, the scales are not going to be balanced properly. Affection is a reward. A lot of times we tell people to cut down on affection. Also, when you have a dangerous dog or a badly behaved dog, can you at least do that? Can you, are you able to actually cut down on affection? 
Because if you can't cut down on affection, are you going to be able to actually correct your dog for when it does something wrong? Is your impulse control enough? I mean, this is how bad it is out there. A dog will lunge at someone, they pop the dog back, and it goes into a sit, and they give the dog affection. Do you know what you just taught? You're actually teaching your dog to lunge at people. No, 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 no. He went into a sit, and I want to tell him it was good. I'm like, no, you didn't. You, you just taught your dog, lunge at people, and then come back into a sit. That's because you were on a leash, by the way, and you get affection. Take the dog off the leash, and let's see if it lunges and comes back into a sit. So we have to be very, very careful. Next. Um, it's 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Yep. Time to end the show. Oh, but Jessica says, hi, guys, back in the USA. Just checking in before my fantasy football draft. Einstein took me down to the ground a couple of weeks ago. Uh-oh, my fault. Jessica, why is it still happening? I was having free time run and wasn't watching his 50-foot lead. Almost have full use of my shoulder. Worse than New Jersey seminar this God. time. Oh, Jessica. Patty. Jessica. Jessica, you got to carry, you know what you have to carry around is a tennis racket. But if the long line got wrapped around her. Oh, been, oh, yeah. oh, that's what knocked her down. I thought the dog knocked her down. Mm, no. Yeah. Oh, got it. All right. Hope you're okay, Jessica. Hope you're okay. okay. All right, guys. It's a universal term. Mm. Sorry if I didn't use the right pronoun. Okay, guys and gals. And uh, this is Jeff of Solid Canine Training. It's a wonderful Joelle. Angela, you want to say goodbye before we go? Hurry up, Ange. Hurry up. Ange has pink eye, by the way. Hi. <laughs> That's a very enthusiastic. Bye. Bye. Right. All right, guys. Love you. Good night. Take care.